Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is Beginner Tip 30, where we will discuss how to manage run training for injury-prone triathletes and uh, specifically when running is the main cause of injuries. But first, let's thank our sponsors Precision Hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com. There you can take their free online sweat test, which is a simple and, and quick quiz to take. You'll answer a few questions about how you typically sweat during workouts, if you get salt stains on your clothes, etc. And then Precision Hydration will tell you exactly how what sort of electrolyte content you need in your electrolyte drink or how much you need to consume in general in endurance training to replace the sodium that you lose through sweating because that's the most important and most forgotten part of hydration it's not just about fluid electrolytes and sodium in particular are very very important both for maintaining performance minimizing risks of cramps and all sorts of other things and precision hydration has a new discount code TTS20, that's TTS20, and that will give you 20% off your order on Precision Hydration. And for those of you who have already used the Get Your First Box for Free offer, then this is a great opportunity now to, within the month of August, get 20% off restocking, refilling your cabinet of Precision Hydration electrolytes. So again, that's TTS20 on precisionhydration.com and thank you to Roka. Roka is the premier brand in the world when it comes to wetsuits, trisuits and other similar apparel, sunglasses and swim goggles etc. So really if you want the fastest performance gear possible, the most flexible wetsuits for the swim which I think for beginners is absolutely critical to have good shoulder mobility when you're swimming in the open water in the wetsuit then you should look no further than Roka. And Roka also has a 20% discount code that's valid for your entire order of roka.com and that's that triathlon show all one word all caps again 20% off your entire order on roka.com using the code that triathlon show all one word all caps all right so uh, this topic about managing run training for injury prone triathletes comes on request from harry hawkins who writes if i could suggest a podcast id it would be advice on how to manage run training if you carry an injury Personally, I suffer from bad hips and have already undergone surgery and have been advised to minimize my run training, uh, which is frustrating because I enjoy it far more than swimming and cycling. Throughout training for my first Olympic distance race, I did most of my quote-unquote run training on an elliptical machine, along with a few runs very short on grass to minimize the impact. Is there a better way of managing this for future races and general training? Thanks for this question, Harry. I will suggest a few tips here. And also, as you noticed already, I slightly managed the topic to managing run training for injury-prone athletes. Not necessarily if you already carry an injury, but you know that you can easily pick up an injury, which is very common for, for older athletes, for example, but other athletes as well. So number one, the first tip is you should always start this uh, from a discussion with your physical therapist or whoever is treating your injury if you are 
injured or have been injured. And any triathlete should have a physiotherapist that you go and see at least one to two times per year, even with no injuries. If you do carry an injury, then that physio, together with your coach, if you have one, uh, is the one with the, the, the physio is the one with the knowledge of the clinical severity of your injury and the general constraints for what you can and cannot do around that. So listen first of all to that. And that will be a great help because it will narrow down your choices, your possibility, make it much more easier for you to then come up with the finer details yourself or for a coach if you have one to use that input and him or her will come up with those finer details and and discuss that with, with you. Also see the physio regularly throughout the recovery process and uh, you will probably get updated advice on what you can and cannot do as you go along in the healing process. And a related episode to this is episode 114 which is called Injury Prevention and Recovery Methods for Triathletes with Nate Koch. I highly recommend listening to that. So that first tip was applicable if you have been injured recently. But these following ones are more general. They are also for these athletes that I mentioned above that just know that they're injury prone, even though they don't necessarily have any specific injury right now that they're trying to to manage. But they just know that they need to limit running based on their training history and their own experience. So number two, hiking. This is brilliant cross-training. I would call it the best cross-training for running. And uh, even if you're not injury prone at all, I would recommend adding hiking if you have the opportunity. And in particular, for those preparing for half and full distance races, because hiking builds the kind of muscular endurance, it requires that you hike for a few hours or so, of course, but then it does build great, great muscular endurance and resilience that is required to keep running strong for long distances. But the impact musculoskeletally is a fraction of actual running. So hiking would be my next tip. Number three, uh, my second cross-training suggestion is cross-country skiing. This is another fantastic option. No impact, similar movement patterns to running, although not quite as specific as hiking. But it does definitely work your glutes a lot, which is often a problem for age groupers to get those glutes to activate properly when running. And in addition, one of the main determinants of running performance that I'm sure you've heard of is your VO2 max, your maximum aerobic capacity. And there's, to my knowledge, no sport better than cross-country skiing to improve your VO2 max. One of the main reasons, of course, is that it's such a total body workout. Your heart needs to deliver blood, your blood needs to deliver oxygen to your legs and to your upper body, to your arms, to your back all across the body and this develops a great aerobic capacity so if you have the luxury of living in a place with access to cross-country skiing again even if you are not injury prone i would most definitely add cross-country skiing uh, to as cross-training replace some runs in winter with cross-country skiing uh, to as a means to raise your aerobic capacity and it will partially translate right over to running Definitely, if you are injury prone, this is, together with hiking, the top, top cross training that you can do. Tip number four, this is the elliptical, as you mentioned, Harry. It is a good tool and it is available and accessible to most about everybody through gyms. So that is the great advantage of it. Don't make the mistake of using it 
just a slow and steady exercise like you typically see people at the gym do. Uh, because if this is your go-to replacement for running, then you should also be doing the same kind of work that you would be doing on the run. That means, for example, interval work on the elliptical in order to maintain or even build fitness. Tip number five, this is the last endurance cross-training modality that I will recommend, and it's swimming. This is more from a personal experience than anything else, but when I was recently out injured from running for five whole months and from cycling for roughly two months, I focused in on the only thing that I could do, swimming and strength training. More on that in the next point. So swimming-wise, I did five to six swims per week or 20 to 25 kilometers per week. For quite a long period, a lot of really hard work, really hard workouts. And when I finally got back running, it of course took me some time to get back to my old fitness, but it didn't take anywhere near as much as I had expected. Uh, and I'm back to top running form now, I can I can happily tell you. And uh, and I would have expected it to still take a couple of months from now to for me to be back to that. And my hy- hypothesis for the reason why is that I managed to do great, great base aerobic system work, work on my heart and lungs uh, through the swimming and uh, work on the economy through strength training that I'll mention later. And I just needed to be doing some running to add that muscular endurance and then top it off with some high intensity, which I've been doing now in the last month only, so for four weeks roughly. And uh, that is the reason that I've been coming back to top form so much quicker than expected. And for if you want to, for me, I'm now back completely healthy to running. But if you are somebody who's injury prone and you still need to avoid most of your running due to that uh, propensity to injuries, then that muscular endurance you would add through hiking mostly. That would be the main way to add the muscular endurance. Tip number six is strength training, as I mentioned. This is not a replacement, it's not endurance training, but doing strength training. Uh, High weight, low rep weightlifting is one, and also functional strength and stability work is uh, another. You should be doing both of those kinds of strength training. That will improve your running economy in the former case, and in the latter case, it will improve your ability to maintain running form when tired, which both of those will improve your running performance. For more information on this, check out episode 81, the triathlete's strength training formula, which in particular talks about that high high weight, low rep strength training that I just mentioned. Tip number seven is to work on mobility and range of motion. This is best done in conjunction with the physiotherapist or not in conjunction with, but I should say that you want to have a physiotherapist or somebody similar to assess your mobility and your range of motion and tell you what are your personal limiters. You don't want to just randomly work on different different mobility, different range of motion exercises. You want to know that what you're working on are the things that are most likely to make a difference for you in your running. So it might be your hip flexors, it might be your hamstrings, your quad mobility, You might do this sort of training as yoga, although since I know that 90% of you are time-starved, I would rather just get a few 
short and sweet uh, stretches or exercises from your physio who has assessed your mobility and your range of motion. Ask him, what should I do to improve it? Remember that if you want to lengthen a muscle to, to improve its, its flexibility, then that requires dynamic stretching and you need to hold those stretches for roughly two minutes is, uh, is usually the, the standard time that is, uh, that is quoted. So, so for example, I work on hip flexor mobility mostly. I hold, I do a, a static hip flexor stretch. I hold it for two minutes, switch to the other leg, and that's it. I try to do it once or twice per day. So that's another very short but potentially very rewarding thing that you can do to improve your running performance through better mobility, better range of motion. Tip number eight, the running that you do do, do it on soft surfaces if possible. Mo Farah and Galen Rupp and all the other elite runners coached by Alberto Salazar in Oregon, for example, they do more than 80% of their running on soft surfaces on order of coach Salazar. The Kenyan runners do essentially all of their running on surfaces like dirt roads and and tracks, so that's much more forgiving, of course, than asphalt and concrete. And if you can do this, then I highly recommend that you do too. And finally, tip number nine. When you do run, if at all possible, make it a quality workout. This doesn't necessarily apply if you are coming back from an injury or you are carrying an injury. In that case, you want probably to minimize intensity and reintroduce it later once you have uh, once you have uh, thrown that injury off and you are back to your normal, even if that's sort of an injury-prone state. But to injury-prone athletes that don't have a specific injury right now that you are recovering from, then you likely have sort of a ceiling for how much running you can tolerate. And uh, the actual intensity is usually less important than the total volume. So let's say, for example, you're somebody who knows that you can handle just one run per week to stay injury-free. Any more than that, and you break down, which uh, which can happen. Some some runners just or triathletes just are like that. Well, that one run that you do do, make that run a quality run with hard work at high intensity in it, race intensity or higher, because you need to top off your running potential with run training. Uh, you can't get that... Uh, that last piece of the puzzle with uh, with hiking, with cross-country skiing, it needs to be running. So that's why when you need to choose between base endurance on the run or as cross-training and uh, the top-end speed, high-intensity hard, wor- high hard workouts, then you would want to place those hard workouts, the high-intensity workouts on the run. Again, you need to think about your personal experience here. If you know that you cannot tolerate high-intensity workouts on the run then don't do them but uh, if it's sort of indifferent to you what sort of what intensity you're working at and it's more the total running volume which i tend to see is the case more often than not then this is the way i would do it do the few runs that you do do them as quality and the base endurance you can build through through swims through cross-country skiing uh, through cycling through the elliptical etc etc All right, so I hope that you enjoyed this and found this beginner tip useful. As I mentioned, the related episodes, episode 114, Injury Prevention and Recovery Methods for Triathletes with Nate Koch, and the Triathletes Strength Training Formula, episode 81. I'll link to them in the episode description so you can check them out. 
If you haven't already, please go and rate and review that triathlon show. Also subscribe if you aren't subscribed. Every little thing helps. It helps uh, other people find the show, which uh, helps me attract sponsors to the show, which helps me keep it running for the long term. So if you do rate and review the podcast, I am very, very grateful for it. And it is a big help. Thank you so very much to our sponsors, Roka, that you can find on roka.com. And uh, if you're looking for a wetsuit in particular, I no longer recommend any other wetsuits than the Roka Maverick line because there's simply no option. It's so flexible, so fast, incredibly fast. And you can get it for 20% off along with anything else that you order for 20% off on roka.com with the promo code thattriathlonshow, all one word, all caps. And Precision Hydration, special August promo, 20% off your order using the code TTS20, TTS20. So precisionhydration.com, that would be your go-to station for those electrolytes. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.